Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We just want to start off by saying congratulations to the Talking Smack podcast. It's one of our favorites. Josh Scar has reached his 100th episode. We absolutely adore him and we want to congratulate him. So congratulations, Talking Smack podcast for your 100th episode. And we celebrate you. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Sugar-Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Here we go. We're at it again. We found a quiet place to record. It's a miracle. I know. Now, it's not a place we can bake. No, but we can talk about things because I've been baking up a storm. I know you have. So you can talk about some, something that you've done already. Yeah. Baked it, and which is good for me because this thing that you baked it, I would never want it in my house and I would never taste it. So it's about our listeners more than it is about well, and you. And that's why... I'm allowing it. <laughs> well, thank you for letting the me, court will allowing allow me to talk about this recipe on my podcast. <laughs> I you're so generous. You're welcome from my podcast to yours. There you go. Yes. Uh, what else? What else? What else are we talking about? Uh, quiet place to record. Yeah. So the way I handle stress is bake, right? It is. It is. So That's one of the a ways. Lot, a lot of cookies over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, some banana bread. And then this recipe I made last night. Yeah, gross. Um, because we live in South Carolina, we get the most amazing peaches here. And my sister, we all know, does not like a peach, is offended by the peach. I hate a peach. There have to be peaches. I hope that. none of our listeners are named peach because I won't like them. Well, I love them gross. I love a peach and I love you. If your name is peach, I love that your mama gave you that name. I feel sorry for you. Whatever. Okay. We get these Mac pride peaches here and they are delicious. You can actually order a subscription from the Mac pride people. If you Google it, cause my parents do that, but they've got them in the farmer's market here and I've been buying them up and I bought enough to make a peach pie. I've never made a peach pie before. And I always so, respected you for that. Now I've got mixed emotions. Whatever. So this particular recipe I found on Sally's because I love Sally. We are addicted to Sally. Addicted. Yeah. Now I will say, when you look this one up, it's called Perfect Peach Pie. You're going to look at it and say the cook time or the total time with the prep and everything is seven hours. And you're gonna be like, no freaking way. Well, it doesn't take that long. Because hours. Pillsbury makes an excellent crust. You don't have to make a no, homemade crust. No, we don't believe they in. Do really, we don't really, really believe good. in the homemade crust anymore. No, if you want to, you do. You Knock do. yourself but out. I don't have enough time to make a freaking crust. So I just did the whole pie filling thing. This calls for hold it, 
three pounds of peaches, which That's is eight to nine medium sized peaches. Well, our peaches are small. So I was peeling and cutting peaches, a lot of peaches. Like, do you think you did a dozen? I don't know how many I did. I gave up and just put my, um, my pan that I was cutting them into on a scale. And when I got to 1.4 kilograms, mm-hmm. I stopped. All right. And you don't, and you don't have to do these in slices. She prefers that you do them in a chunk. You do a chunk. So however you want to do it, I, I ended up doing slices because that's just what I'm used to doing. Also, one thing I changed about a recipe is she calls for granulated sugar. I used brown sugar. I prefer brown sugar in this type of thing, but like, yeah. and you do you. It's, um, the measurements are the same. So if it's two thirds of a cup of regular sugar, it's two thirds of a cup of brown sugar. So that part was really easy. Um, you mix it all together with a little bit of lemon juice, some cinnamon, and then you put in a half a cup of flour, or you can use a quarter of a cup of instant tapioca. What? Who wants to do that? I don't know. If you're gluten-free. you can Oh, do, yeah. I can right? see that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I use a Pillsbury um, crust. And for the for the filled pie like this, you don't have to pre-bake okay. your pie crust. And you do not, for the love of God, do not poke holes in the bottom of your pie crust. No. Because it'll all just leak out and be a And give you a soggy bottom. A soggy bottom. I don't want that. Now, she does a lattice on top. And the oh, reason that she, she does, does it is because she wants to be able to see whether or not the filling is bubbling. I was... I didn't know how to turn mine into a lattice. So I just cut some holes with random <laughs> things that I found. Like one little, I had a little round container. I just turned it over and used that to cut a hole. And then I used, um, let me see, what else was it? Oh, I know. The icing tips. Yeah. I used the bottom of that to make a little, some little holes. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I found things. You did. And you were creative. Some kind of a decoration. Okay. And then this recipe also calls for fresh ginger, which is optional. I hadn't really thought about it, but I threw it in there and actually turned out pretty damn good. So you used the fresh? I did. Okay. It actually, it's it's fresh, but it comes in a tube. So I didn't... Oh, okay. I didn't buy ginger root. And grate it. Yeah, you did the already grated ginger. Yeah, you only need two teaspoons of it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying a whole root and just using a two root. root and no. just using two teaspoons. I don't no. know. Then you gotta grate you it. If you got extra ginger root in your house, use it. Just I just mean if you it. got root sitting around, then use your root. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta use what you got. Yeah. So you throw you mix all your stuff together, you throw it in your pie crust, and then you dot the top of it with the unsalted butter. You cut it into little cubes and dot the top of it with uh-huh. your butter. And then you put your top crust on. And then, you know, do your little crinkle thing all around the edge, whatever. I'm sure if you're thinking about making this pie, you've probably made a pie before, so you know exactly what to do with it. <laughs> and then you got to do an egg wash. Well, I happen to have some of Farmer Katie's fresh eggs. I was delighted to do that. I love those egg eggs. And then you can sprinkle some coarse sugar on top. I didn't have coarse sugar, so I mixed a little brown, a uh, little cinnamon and sugar together and just drizzle it around you can do whatever this pie is really cool though because you start out at a high temperature you put your pie in the oven at 425 and you do that for 20 minutes and then you turn the heat down in your oven to 350 but it's important that you put a ring around your crust yeah at that point i 
purchased the Pampered Chef crust. Yeah, but that's it. Power ring. That's exactly what it is. We used it for the first time last night. Very good. So I just plopped that down. I don't have one of those. I usually just make one out of aluminum foil, which I, goes very poorly. It, yeah, it's always bad. I can never get it. And then when I, when I, yeah, and then when I take it out or put it in, it like, the air blows it and it's halfway off and I got to burn my fingers. Or yeah, it falls back down in yeah. the Bottom of the oven. The, yeah. Oh, it's so, so I annoying. probably need to purchase a pie ring eventually. If I or ever... you could just borrow mine. Oh Anytime. Thank you, sugar. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. I'm Thank a sharer of things, especially a pie ring. You're you're exactly right about that. Okay. All right. So you're you're going to bring your oven temperature down to 375, and then you're going to have to bake it for another 45 to 50 minutes, which seems like a long time, but it is a lot of filling. And you want to get it cooked because you don't want it to be runny. And you do not want a soggy bottom. That's what I did. I did it. Uh, it came out of the oven. It was delightful. She says to let it cool completely. If you're serving it to guests, I would recommend letting it cool completely because it sets up very nicely. But we couldn't wait last night. <laughs> so I warned my guests that it would not be pretty, but it would be tasty. And they were fine with that. I served it with a scoop of ice cream. Very good. And it was delightful. And then I had it again uh, secretly for breakfast this morning. Secretly? Cold. Oh. It was delightful. Wow. It's like a peach Pop-Tart. A peach Pop-Tart. <laughs> there you go. That's what I made. It okay. was delicious. I'm sorry y'all missed it, but I'm really glad my sister didn't come up to visit last night. Otherwise, she would have passed out. I would have just left. <laughs> I would have been like, I can't be a part of this. I don't Can condone I? it. Can I? I don't like it. So, there you go. Well, very good. Well, thanks for sharing that recipe, Shoga. I'm sure for you, it was delightful. For me, it sounds like a nightmare. Oh, uh, yeah. So please tell me about a murder because that's what we're all here for is the murder. This murder comes to us from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha. Kenosha. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to quote unquote murder this name. Okay. But I'm going to make it okay. It's. Rosalio okay. Gutierrez Jr. Okay. Okay. Ros okay. Rosalio or Rosalio or Rosolio. Rosalio. Whatever you want it to be. I'm gonna get to what I'm gonna call this sweet man. Okay. So he unwittingly unwittingly made a fatal mistake and started dating Sadie Beecham. Oh. Sadie was not a bad person. She wasn't. She had the unfortunate misfortune of being the ex-girlfriend of Zachariah Anderson. She also had children with Anderson. Okay. Okay. Sadie was a social worker in Milwaukee, and she was certified in deaf studies. I thought that was really interesting. Deaf. Deaf. Not deaf. D-E-A-F. Gotcha. To the F. What was it? I heard you properly. Well, if you're deaf, you can't. Okay. <laughs> Just going to point that out. Rosolio, Rosalio, he was known to family and friends as Junior. I would be calling him Junior. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Yes. He was a stand-up guy, father of two. Um, he, he was a very loving man with many friends. He was adored by his family. Um, his mother said he was the best son a mother could wish for. Aww. I know. Um, the pictures of him that I saw, he has a very kind face. He was raised by his mom, Celia, in Wisconsin. He worked as a contractor flipping houses, but he also had started studying criminal justice and sociology at the University of Wisconsin, 
with his mom. Oh, wow. I know. His mom had nicknamed him Nick. I can't say any consonants okay. right now. It just seems like it's just not my tongue is not hitting any of the roots of my mouth. <laughs> so she nicknamed nicknamed. Oh, what I is God know. save the queen? R.I.P. I think it's because we're not drinking today. It, it must be. We're going to get back to drinking. Don't worry. We're going to get back yeah. on that. Next one, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nickname. Okay. She nicknamed him Pacho. Pacho. Pacho or Pocho. P-O-C-H-O. Oh, no. I think it's Pacho. Pacho. And that was in his youth. And that's what she called him all the way through. Wait, Even wait, though wait, everybody wait, else wait. called him, I don't know, everyone else called him Junior. His kids were 11 and 8 years old. And he had passed his passion for baseball to his son. Oh, he helped out. He helped coaching the little league team with this, his, that his son was on. He had a great sense of humor and loved making other people laugh. Oh, nice. Yeah. So just a really good guy. Sadie found a refreshing gym when she started dating junior. Oh, yeah, she really did. It was a, he was a breath of fresh air that, by the way, she really needed. So she had broken things off with Anderson, but he was not exactly a stand-up guy. But she did allow him to come back into the home every once in a while to spend time with their kids. Not like sleep with him. Oh, okay. He would come. See, here's the thing. Yeah, he would come hang out with the kids. Well, In their relationship, he really, he literally was an in and out kind of guy. Half the time, he didn't even stay there. When he did, he did not contribute to any of the household bills, even though his oh, children lived there. Oh, oh. He he just he was just not he was not what I would say is good um, life partner slash dad material as far as being supportive of his family. And he would just come and go as he pleased. And she got a little tired of that. I could probably see. Yeah. If Anderson was a crappy partner, he was even worse as an ex. Mm. He was bad, bad news. May 19th of 2020, Junior was reported missing to police by Sadie. Junior? Junior. I told you that's what I'm going to call him. Because no, I can't I'm say like, this. Why is he missing? Well, I'm going to tell you. That's the whole point of the show. He had been reported missing by Sadie. He had not shown up for work on the 17th or the 18th. And Sadie nor his family could reach him by phone. And that was very unusual because he usually texted Sadie Throughout the day, good morning. Throughout the day, he touched base. Like every every single day, she heard from him. Wow! So she decided to go to his apartment to check on him. Well, it was not good. Oh no! When Junior didn't answer the front door, she went around to the back to look inside the patio door. Right. To her surprise, the screen door was ajar. Oh, ajar! It was ajar. Oh no! She peeked in, and she was horrified. And how much blood was all over the floor and the furniture. Oh my gosh. It was it was everywhere. It was scat it was spattered on the walls, the ceiling, even on the pictures that his kids had drawn for him that Aww. he hung on the fridge. They had blood on them. Oh, like it was no. it really she was really taken aback. She was in shock. Wow. And she said that the Furniture even looked jostled as if there had been a, a scuffle of some type mm-hmm, inside. Right. So, of course, she called 911. And on the scene, police found a significant amount of blood. Right. Signs of a struggle and noted that there was a missing area rug. Oh, no. Not the area rug. I uh, know. Don't. 
don't take people's area oh, rugs. Rude. It's really hard to find them. They are hard to find. I mean, you can find they're they're out there, Grace is plenty, but finding the right one. The one that coordinates with your things. Yeah. It's it's not easy. No. While at the scene, officers talked to Sadie. She told them that she feared her ex and she thought maybe he was involved because he had been stalking her. <gasps> And had followed her to Junior's residence on more than one occasion. Damn. Yeah. She knew he had been keeping tabs on her, especially whenever she was in the presence of Junior. Okay. So police start looking for Anderson. They went to visit him at his house and they found a burn pit still smoldering. Oh, not a burn pit. Also at his farm, there was another burn pit smoldering. Yes, he's you know very that busy. that area rug is one of those burn pits. You know. So amongst the ashes, they found a, a burned up bleach bottle oh. and Anderson's clothes. Oh, yeah. no. So investigators obtained a search warrant and seized his work van. Mm-hmm. Inside the work van, they found some DNA. So they took some swaps. Right, right. And even though the inside had been freshly, uh, they... They thought they, wait, they noted that the inside had been freshly scrubbed with bleach and some of the interior carpet was missing. The interior carpet? Interior. Well, I don't know what kind what of kind exterior. Of carpet thief? What we have is a carpet thief. I think he is obsessed with some type of carpet, but I say interior carpet and then I think to myself, what kind of exterior carpet would you have on a car? Well, some people like the outside of their vehicle, especially a van carpeted. You don't know. I know. I mean, I, that's why I, I specifically said interior. Yes. I didn't want anybody to think any kind of exterior carpet was I think that's was. Yes. The carpet was missing. And here's something weird and oh. gross, oh, no. but a little bit logical. They they found two open cans of sardines under each front seat. Oh, to mask the smell. Yeah. Wow. That's a pretty pungent odor. That's so. pungent. And that is... Forward thinking. Forward thinking. Yeah. 21 of May, 2020, they were able to arrest Anderson. They got him on two counts of felony stalking, at least, because they did find where I think he had put a tracker on Sadie's vehicle. When investigators talked to Sadie's daughter, who was, I think at the time, 14, she told them that her dad had become obsessed with tracking her mom and junior. Mm-hmm. And she That's said, a shame that even the, the daughter noticed it. It's just oh, terrible. It gets freaking worse. So she said that he brought him up in conversation constantly. Anderson brought Junior up constantly in conversation. And he had even taken her with him to spy on the couple when they were at Junior's apartment one night. Oh my God. He was supposed to be hanging out with his kids. This is what he did for fun. Didn't take him for ice cream. He took her to to spy on her mom. That's crazy. It's gross. And she said that night her dad even went through Junior's truck and took pictures of his registration and license plate. That's bad news. Yeah. So even and so that's why they were able to get him on the stalking charges. Yeah. Stalking charges. Hundred percent. So then they keep investigating, and in December he was officially charged with um, homicide and hiding a corpse. Oh, right, right. So Junior's body has never been found. Not one single piece of him. 
That's bad. Yes. He must not have burned him. So the prosecution had to prove homicide with no body. Oh, that's That's not easy. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's really difficult. Of course, the defense honed in on this fact and tried to put doubt into the minds of the jurors that if we don't know where Junior is. Right. But the police said the amount of blood that they found at the scene that was all Junior's all juniors. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he could have lived. Right. He he would have lost three quarters of his blood oh. on that scene. Oh, my God. Right. So they said there's no way he's alive. Also, when they took the swabs out of Anderson's van, work van, the DNA that they found belonged to Junior. In the work van. In the work van. Yeah, there's no reason he exactly. would have been in there. So, of course, they go to trial. The most dramatic part of the trial is when Sadie's daughter took the stand to testify against her dad. What a brave girl. She was 15. Wow. Can you imagine? She recounted how her dad's, about her dad's obsession with Junior and Sadie and how he would have her spy on her mom during the day. He would send her, uh, he, he wanted her to keep track of all the times her mom would get upset. And he was like baiting her with stuff to try to see if she was given an emotional reaction to it and wanted the daughter to tell him. Oh, my God. So he's really getting his jollies off on making this woman squirm, which is horrible. Like, why why couldn't you be that involved when you were in the relationship? Like, he wasn't involved at all. He was hardly involved with her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's going to start being obsessed with her. Stupid ass. She also retold the story of her dad taking her on that spy mission at Junior's house. Mm -hmm. And ironically, he drove his work van on that little jaunt. (laughs) And so that was only one month before the murder happened. Oh, wow. So the prosecutor asked her on the stand if he had, if any carpeting had been missing out of the van when she was in it. And she said, no. And he said, did it smell of, of really heavily of bleach? She said, no. And they said, were there any, by any chance, any open cans of sardines under the seats? And she said, no. (laughs) So a month before the murder, the van is just normal. Normal, right. And then the day after the murder, it's got all this stuff, all this weird stuff. At one point during his daughter's testimony, Anderson actually took his fingers, pressed his fingers to his lips to send her a signal to stop talking. Oh, my. Yeah. And I saw it. It's on camera. No way. Yeah, and he does this. Nobody else can see it, but it's like squeezing the lips together with the index finger. Yeah, and your thumb thumb to make them little duck lips. They still cannot see you. Oh, gosh. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Well, if you could see me, you would totally understand. (laughs) Maybe we'll post a picture of Karen doing it. so that Maybe we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll post a picture of him doing it. Uh, (laughs) How's that? He signaled to her to stop talking. She was very brave, 15 years old. She also, after he was convicted, she also delivered an impact statement. Oh, good. To the court. Good for her. And this was the only time that the judge allowed a person giving an impact statement to talk directly to the defendant. Oh, wow. In his courtroom, you read your statement. You don't have a conversation with the defendant. Right. He made a special case and let her address nice. her father. What'd she say? Well, I didn't write it down, but she essentially said, she was like, did he ever love me? Was I just a a pawn and, and all of this horrible stuff that he was planning? But one of the things that she did say 
was um, she looked him in the eye and said, I, I am working on myself to be a better person and I will not be able to be in your life until you do the same. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So go to jail and work on yourself because right now you're not worthy of my attention. Very good. So, and I just thought, wow, what a great kid yeah. to, to be that brave. I mean, it's got to be heartbreaking. You're losing your dad. Yeah. Yeah. You're losing it because losing him because he's an asshole, but he's still your dad. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. That's kind of one of the reasons that I covered this case, just because I thought she was very brave. Very brave. Yes. So he was convicted. Oh, the jury was only out for um, 10 hours. Okay. And I did make a note that her impact statement was the only one that Anderson seemed to even listen to. Uh, All the other ones, he looked bored. He looked at the ceiling. He looked off, you know, right. around. He would, he would not make eye contact with the people. But for her, he he did. And, and they said it looked like it was getting to him. That's why he wanted her to... Zip right, it. right. He was convicted of first degree intentional oh, he did homicide. The zip your lip when she was doing the impact scene. Oh no, no, no. She no. He got emotional. Oh, okay. he didn't cry, but he hit his face cracked. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, when she was delivering her impact statement, he was convicted of first degree intentional homicide, and so he got life. This is what I don't like: life with the possibility of parole after forty years. Well, oh, gotcha. Then that's not life. I know, it's weird. Life should be life. When you get life in South Carolina, it's life. There's right. no parole. Right. It's life. Shut up. Right. And life doesn't mean 25 years. No. No. It's so, your life. Not my life, but yours. Exactly. Your life. It's your life. He also got four years for the two counts of stalking and six years for hiding a corpse. And thankfully, the judge ordered all of this to be con- served consecutively oh good so one after so it's really let's see i'm gonna add this as if oh gosh math on the fly wow and then 10 plus 40 carry your one oh wait there's no one zero okay 50 years wow yeah that's some good math look at me rose rosalia rosalia junior guitarras rest in peace may you one day be found i mean I want him to be found. Sure. His body. So he can be properly laid to rest by his family. Yeah. In 2020, there's still a chance. Yeah, I know. I agree. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they even have an idea of where to look. I think they've searched the farm and they've searched around the house. And after that, what? Where else do you look? Yeah. 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 Because then you you have to start thinking of how would you, how would this, the mind of this guy work? Yeah. And if he was a stand up guy. He would tell them where Junior's... I mean, he's convicted. Well, he's it's not a done. stand-up guy. But that's my thing. If he wanted to maybe win favor with his daughter, that would be a first step. Oh, absolutely. That would be a first step to say, I'm sorry, I was an asshole. I killed the guy. And this is where you can find his body so he can be laid to rest. Right. Or I did this to his body. You'll never find him. You can stop looking. Yes, but do something. I mean, his family and Sadie are there in agony. That's awful. So, Junior, we love you and we want you to rest in peace. Yes. We want your family to have peace. And we want Zachariah Anderson to um, choke on a chicken bone. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. (laughs) But not enough to kill him, just enough to... Oh, oh, maybe I'm going to want him to die. I do. It needs to be a slow slow. death. Like, I want him to choke on a chicken bone and have it, like, over the next two days he's dying. Right. And he can't tell anybody. They think he's got laryngitis, and it's the wishbone in his 
Oh, yeah. Throat. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what I want. That'll work. Yes, this is a person who I wouldn't mind zipping into a suitcase. Oh, now, yeah. See, now this, this is a good... could go in a yes, suitcase. absolutely. Yes. I would completely condone that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, get in the suitcase. You're yeah. going. You're going you're down. In the suitcase, yeah. I probably didn't make sense if you're listening, but you didn't listen last week, because last week we talked about... A girl who killed her boyfriend by zipping him in a suitcase yeah. and letting him suffer through. And then we did a public service announcement indicating that should you be engaged in any kind of a laughy, laughy, ha ha fun, let's see if you fit in the suitcase. The answer should always be no. no. And the question I have is if they didn't listen to the last episode, why? Well, yeah. I mean, you skipped one. Go back. You skipped one. Get back there. Get, Get back in. Yeah. 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 You got yeah. it. You're in it to win it. That yep. was a really good one. It was all kind of updates. Yeah, it was a good one. We so. did it from a parking lot. We did it from the car <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. You've got to listen to that one. That's it. I mean, we don't have anything to taste because you hate peaches, and I would never bring peach into your house. It's so. not allowed. Um, it's not allowed here. It's not allowed. I bet you my husband would love to go upstairs and have a piece of peach pie. Yeah, but then you wouldn't even kiss him. No. So, no. No. I mean, he'd have to brush, floss, and gargle some mouthwash, and then I would kiss him. Maybe. That's your business, not mine. <laughs> and he'd have to wash his face. <laughs> exactly. So, There's yeah. a lot. That's a that's lot, a lot of to do. Yeah, it is. Well, guys. Um, that's it. That's all that's, we have. That's our episode, and we hope to get another one done eventually. So hang in there. All right. Hang in there two. with we us. We got two. Two down. Yeah. I know. We're on a roll. We are on a roll. So yes. This is what we want you to do in the meantime. We want you to stay sweet, damn it, and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. And we're going to condone you going into a suitcase. Oh, yeah. Killers can go in suitcases. I don't have a problem with that. This has right, been guys. Sugar-Coated Murder Podcast. A, week, a deliciously Deuces. entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.